Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, so make sure you make the switch, or you can still get us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. We post plenty of Heat and Dolphin videos there. I'm not just talking about from us, but from the players themselves. Make sure you are subscribed. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. Latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, the latest columns from Mateo Mayorga and others and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network we mention this one all the time this of course is our fantasy partner prize picks use the code five five get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars that's right they'll give you up to a hundred dollars no rollovers you can play it right away they got plenty of promotions download it from the google play store the apple app store or at prizepicks.com and again use that code five five Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You can play two, three, four, five, and even six players together across different sports. Literally, if you want to pick one guy from the NFL, one from the NBA, one from the NHL, one from MMA, one from the World Cup, and one from eSports, you can do that, okay, on prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this gang. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Of course, he and I were both at Tropical Distillers last night. We thank them for hosting us for a really fun watch party there, and we will do more of those. Also, Greg Sylvander, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander, Brady Hawk, He gets the night off, although I would recommend that you check out his latest YouTube video. He went through uh, the Heat's kind of changes offensively with Bam and Hero, Bam in particular, and the breakdowns. Also, uh, Brady put something up about Bam finding his go-to shot. So we're not going to – we'll just tease that, but apparently he has found a move. There's something in the bag. Everybody said there was nothing in the bag. There was something in the bag for Bam Adebayo. But there was also a loss – for the Heat in Boston, and now there's another game that they've got to play in Boston, one of these two-game sets, a little bit of kind of an early-season test to see where you're at. The good news is Jimmy Butler apparently is done watching soccer for a little bit. Uh, He posted on IG uh, that he'll be coming to Boston. Uh, We had anticipated he may join the team this Friday. I've reported that this was not an injury that was going to require surgery. It's the same knee that bothered him last offseason. It is, excuse me, last postseason. It's an IT band issue. If you have a bad knee, you're familiar with that. It kind of causes swelling and inflammation in the rest of the knee um, and also pain. Of course, swelling and inflammation are basically the same thing, but also pain. And and so Jimmy has been dealing with that, but apparently he's probably going to play on Friday. He's listed as questionable, but if he's making the trip, we would anticipate that he's going to play, especially if he's teasing in an IG. We're going to use that as an opportunity to talk about the Eastern Conference and kind of the mountain that the Heat have to climb, not just this year, but in the future. Greg, we have talked about this as sort of Giannis's time. Okay, he's got one championship, but he has made all those LeBron leaps over the years where like if you're competing in the Eastern Conference, 
you know that ultimately you're going to have to go through him in some round. Okay. And the heat did that, you know, in the bubble, they didn't do it the year after last year. I still believe that if Milwaukee had been healthy in the postseason, they probably beat Boston and they probably go to the finals. And I think they actually win the finals again. I think they would have beaten that golden state team. He hasn't had Middleton this season. They're still playing at a high level. Brooke Lopez has been obviously very good. Drew holiday is having a terrific season, but it is still about Giannis. But I think the thing that is a little concerning as you're looking forward and you're saying, okay, are the heat going to have enough, not just this year, but in the future is that Jason Tatum is making that kind of leap. And we saw it in the last game with the 49 points, but it, that's just, I mean, basically that is just a sort of, I mean, emblematic of emblematic of his season. I mean, right now this year, Tatum is averaging 31.6 points. That's up almost five points from last season. He's shooting fifth, excuse me, 49% from the floor up from 45% last season. He's, he's shooting th- almost 37% from three up from 35% last season. He's doing that on nearly 10 attempts per game. He's shooting 87% from the line. That's a career high. While his rebounds and assists and steals have stayed basically where they were. So I will ask you this. Are we at the stage where if you're the Heat, you're thinking, okay, is our number one, and right now it is still Jimmy, even what we've seen from Bam, is our number one good enough to take these guys down? And are we dealing almost with kind of a double LeBron situation? Because for years it was, whether LeBron was on Cleveland or Miami, you had to go through him to get to the finals. Double LeBron. Wow, that sounds daunting. Um, I'm not ready to put Giannis nor Tatum, but um, Giannis has obviously accomplished more in the same LeBron is a roadblock in the conference circumstance quite yet. Um, But I will say that when I watched Jason Tatum play in that first uh, half in particular, some of the stuff he was doing offensively, he was toying with folks and there's just no way around how much better he's looked um, and how much better he's playing. He's an MVP candidate. I know the Boston announcers were saying he's the best player in the world on their very annoying broadcast. Um, Thanks NBA TV. Uh, And um, I guess I would say this. Yes, the Heat don't have a guy, a number one guy that is in the Giannis or Tatum class, I would say. But the Heat are not really built that way. And they were never meant to be a team that was going to um, to beat you with like the, the top heavy side of the roster necessarily. I kind of feel like it's one of these situations where if you have Bam you have one of the only humans on earth capable of even thinking about defending either of these two players. And if you have Jimmy, you know that he has set the precedent that he can match these guys and go blow for blow offensively with the big games, triple doubles, all that kind of stuff. So to me, they do have enough in that sense, but I get where you're going in that. Like if Jimmy continues to get older and by virtue of getting older, take a little bit of steps back. Like, I don't know how you mitigate that necessarily with what they have today. So it is something to look ahead about, but I still feel like if this team gets its shit together this season, because of Bam and Jimmy specifically, they are kind of tailor fit to handle both of these guys right now. Well, that's one of the things that stuck out last night, Alex. And we talked about it. uh, We were at the watch party was that you didn't have Jimmy to take the burden at times on either of the two guys, right? Like typically he'll start on Jalen Brown, 
but he will guard Tatum some. And so then Bam doesn't have to do all of it. Miami is obviously playing some guys who are not equipped to guard Jason Tatum. Duncan Robinson is not equipped to guard Jason Tatum, even if it's for five seconds. Tyler Hero is not equipped. Uh, they don't have a lot of guys who are equipped. I mean, honestly, Haywood Highsmith is one of the guys, and his, his defensive numbers have been tremendous lately. They were again last night. I think Tatum was 0 for 5 uh, with Highsmith guarding him, and that continues the trend of Haywood Highsmith kind of proving a lot of Heat fans wrong now. And this is the whole developmental cycle. We'll talk about this another time, but I thought Trilly hit this on Twitter really well, where it's like Heat fans freak out about why Spo is playing a certain guy. And then ultimately you kind of see it. Like we saw it with Duncan Robinson going way back and others where it's like, why is this guy Duncan Robinson playing? And all of a sudden, you know, Spo, he was proving Spo right when he was saying he was one of the best shooters on the planet. But I digress. I mean, just to get back to it, if you have Jimmy, which of the two challenges, and let's say Middleton is healthy in Milwaukee, which of the two challenges is more difficult for Miami to defend? Um, I think it's the Bucs. Um, not to disrespect the Celtics, it's always in a sound bias coming from me when I'm talking down on the Celtics. I just think even with Tatum um, and his definite scoring leap that it seems like he's taking, it seems like, you know, it's another mini leap, whatever you want to call it. If this sustains the way he's done it, which I think is, is actually very sustainable, I'm not going to call it fluky at all, because even though a lot of the Celtics individual shooting numbers, uh, you know, in the rotation will come down, I'm definitely firm on that. None of what Tatum is doing is fluky. Uh, everything that I'm looking at, it shows that he has essentially just become a better version of himself as a scorer, as a playmaker. Um, he's a very good playmaker, but that's not really what this is about. I just think the way that he's scoring now, you know, he has his assisted buckets are actually up by 10 this year, 10% specifically. And what that just sh shows me is like, he's doing this a lot as a ball mover. Uh, sometimes he's coming off the ball a little bit more and you see it when you watch him play, like it's a lot more in rhythm stuff. He's not necessarily uh, forcing stuff. His mid-range attempts are down. He's taking a little bit more at the rim and from three. And he is just a great scorer. And I'm done talking good about Tatum and the Celtics because I don't want to do it. Thank you. Uh, but I, I'm just – all of that is to – because I want to I want to say all of that to say that he's not on the level that, that Giannis is, right? And that's not something that's a hot take, right? He's great. He's a really good player. But Giannis is a different level of force, and I think that's always going to be a bigger problem. Then when you start factoring in – Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. That's just a defensive juggernaut, right? On offense, they've been here this season. I'm not really worried about it. I don't think middle, like I don't think Middleton by himself just fixes all offensive issues, but it helps a whole lot. And I think when you think about the Bucs in a playoff matchup, you have multiple things you can look at to be able to find offense. And you know, they're gonna have that fifth player who's gonna be the annoying guy who hits threes for them, like they always do. And I just think they have enough, right? Like they have Javon Carter playing really well for them this year. They still have Grayson Allen. They still have Pat Connaughton. They still have Bobby Porter. It's like we've seen that team do it before. So uh, I think with what they have, like it's just a, a different level of scary. I think well, Giannis is, is, just gives you all sorts of problems that, that maybe Tatum doesn't when you just talk about physically. Like Leif said, like I just think he, Tatum is easier to contain than Giannis. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, we're really talking about guys, the heat, are, specifically. guys are operating on different spots of the floor. Right. And, and with Giannis, it is basically bullying your entire team. Uh, I, I think the thing that's concerning about Tatum as he becomes more and more efficient from the perimeter is that 
he essentially becomes unguardable out there. I mean, th- th- that last night, Greg, like I don't really know what they could have done in a lot of yeah. those situations. I-, I do think having Jimmy helps. Um, just as owning as, the entire game as, as a disruptor, but I just, I don't know what he could have. Uh, I, mean, I, 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 no, I don't know what they could have done over his head. He's yeah, taking I mean, step back threes and not even really hitting the rim. They're just going through the net. Like he's just feeling it right now. And I, I think it's safe to say he could do that off and on sustainable though. Like the one thing about this Celtics team that I will say, and it, it's cause we've seen it with the heat before, like when you shoot this good, mm. I think sometimes like that's risky. Like, how are you really going to go eight months shooting that well? And so there, there is a part of me that thinks that there's going to be regression in until we see what the Celtics team looks like. But that's the whole team. Tatum, he ain't going anywhere. He's going to be in this conference. Mm. Um, and to me, I, I just I'm not ready because of Bam Adebayo. He's just so unique in that he can actually defend these guys. Even if there's nothing you can do, Ethan, like you say, Bam is, if anyone's going to find something to do, but let me counter like him. But let me counter you on this little Greg, because uh, here's the thing. As we see Bam take more of a load offensively, which all of us have wanted him to do, which he is now doing, we will now see, we did a whole episode about whether and this continues when Jimmy comes back. Okay, now Friday night, we're going to see it, right? We're going to get a glimpse of it in a hostile environment against the best team in the league right now. So this is a testing ground. But we have wanted Bam to take more of a burden offensively. But now we're all saying, okay, well, the reason that Miami's going to have a chance against, you know, we talk about Jimmy being their number one, but the reason that they're going to have a chance against the Celtics and the Bucks going forward to control Giannis and Tatum is that Bam's going to clean that up for them. How much are we asking this man to do? Like, I, and, and, because you're not asking, Boston is not asking Tatum to do that. No. Boston is asking, we can talk about Giannis. That's, a that's how different. the heater built though. Like they, it, they literally it, it have is. to exasperate it, everything they have and leave it all on the tank. And there's no margin. Right, for but, but, but we've also seen heat teams that collapse. Okay. Because they, they are, you are asking them to do too much. Bam has been historically with the exception of a freak injury last year has been incredibly uh, durable. Right. I mean, I throw that out last year. That was a freak thing, uh, but he's not a guy who misses a lot of time with knee problems or with an ankle issue. It's just, he, he doesn't, right? Or hamstring or something like that. It's Stop not him. talking about it, please. You're no, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying we're all, we're all basically saying here, okay, here's how they counter Giannis and Tatum. Bam, do it. But also, Bam, we want you to become a 25-point scorer on the other end who's getting at least 15 shots. And and I just, I, I'm, I'm saying like everybody is talking, I think this is an interesting way to reframe this now. Because everybody has talked about get Jimmy some help, get Jimmy some help, get Jimmy some help. They're asking Bam to do more than they're asking Jimmy to do. Is, hey, that, is, is that not fair, Alex? I'll go to you on this. Is that not fair that that's if you're going to go somewhere in the future when you're talking about these? And let's not even get into Embiid because I know you don't want to talk about the Sixers. I get it. And they will always probably be a dysfunctional mess. But in look, in Embiid, Tatum, and Giannis, there are three players who are clearly from a talent perspective. Okay, we can talk about motor and all the rest of that. Jimmy's proven it when it matters. From a pure talent perspective, everybody, every general manager would take those three guys over anybody on the Heat. Is that fair? Can we agree on that? Yes. yes. On okay. talent, yes. Raw talent. Okay, who's the guy who has to deal with Embiid? Bam Adebayo. Who's the guy who dealt with him last time? Bam Adebayo. 
So do they need to get Bam some help? Should we stop talking about this? Is get Jimmy some help? Are we free? Do we need to reframe this out? It's the same thing. It's actually the same thing. I mean, but you're right because Bam is the one who needs more help. Like, I actually think they have plenty of ways that they can get offense weirdly enough because like they have not been a good offense. Right. But I think you, you look at Bam and you see the things that he can do and it's like, okay, we know we can get that from you now. Now it's just about, you know, getting more consistent with it. Things we've talked about before, which I'm not going to get into right now. Right. Like just uh, as he grows into that player that we, that we're seeing him grow into right before our eyes now, right. Him putting up three straight, like very, very obviously aggressive scoring games from him is awesome to see because that's not something we saw a lot. But just outside of that, like, I think you know what you can get out of Tyler, right? Whether he, he you know, you think he's going to turn into a different type of player, whatever. You know what Tyler Hero is going to give you. You know what you can get out of Kyle. Like, I think they have things they can get to offensively. Whether you talk about whether, you know, they need another all-star guard or all-star scoring wing, that's a different conversation. As far as this roster goes, get Bam more help. They need the front court help. I think uh, asking Bam to be that guy on offense and whether it's the first or second option when Jimmy comes back, when, you know, in the playoffs, when they ask him to do more, guys need to be able to help cover up for Bam, right? Because if you're going to have him cover cover out to perimeter players, like you need you need more size to go up for these matchups versus the Celtics and the Bucks, because that's the real problem here. I think it's less yeah. about um, Tatum and even Giannis, right, who is an incredible talent, like I said, on a different level generational whatever superstar Giannis is all of that what I'm saying is they have the superstars the defensive superstars to deal with it with Bam and Jimmy and I think you know we've seen them this Jimmy and Bam uh, build eliminate every single one of those teams right and obviously Tatum has become a better player since uh the Heat beat him in the bubble conference finals so I don't want to equate everything to that you know time just because you know they beat them in the past doesn't mean they'll beat them again all I'm saying is because I've seen them beat all these teams before it's less about the individual talents and more about what can you do to get the the actual team back in line with those teams and I think it's get Bam more help get another front court piece see what you can do from there and then obviously next summer you can get we can get back into all the conversations about an all-star guard or whenever one of those guys becomes available again, because it's just not really an option at this point. Well, and I think you frame that the right way because this whole idea of get Bam more help and you have got, look, they have guys who can replicate some of the things Jimmy does. Caleb Martin specifically when he's playing the three, he can't do everything Jimmy does. Okay. But he can do some of those things. He's put up, he's put up some Jimmy Butler stat lines. I mean, you know, right. I mean, so there's nobody on the roster who could put up a Bam out of bios stat line. Uh, and not just the stat line, but everything else that comes with it. I just think I, I, I get it. The team has to function properly to win those kind of series. What I'm saying is Milwaukee has a, a has a, in addition to having a really good team around him. Okay. They have a guy who it may not matter what you do, right? Yeah. Boston is developing a guy who it may not matter what you do. Okay. Philadelphia it matters because Doc is still the coach and they're still always going to be a disaster. But you know, Embiid's going to have those kind of games, at least until he pulls a groin muscle in the playoffs or something like that happens. Okay. But I'm talking really talking more about those two teams specifically. We talked about the Nets in that context, that they have a guy who it may not matter what you do, but they've had such a level of dysfunction. But, but recognize the level of dysfunction that they've had to have to push them out of the contention space and if they ever figure any of it out then there's another guy 
in the Eastern Conference, along with Giannis, okay, along with now Tatum, along with Embiid, who is just at a talent level. And I'm not even going to talk about Kyrie. I'm just talking about the other guy, KD, who, who is, is just at a level above. And so I think that, and we'll get more into more of this after the break, but I think the concern if you're a Heat fan, okay, or a, in the Heat organization is you need your team to be playing at max effort, max efficiency, everybody contributing. We saw it last night without Jimmy, and everybody I thought on the roster played well. We talked about that last night after the game. I thought they got something from everybody who played, and they still lost by double digits. Okay, now they didn't have Jimmy, but it does show you kind of the, the level that they need to get to, and I think that's the frustration. We had one commenter on Twitter today who said, I appreciate what this team, team is doing, but I'm tired of watching Bam Adebayo play out there with four undrafted guys and everything has to break right. And, and I and that is when you're looking at roster construction, you're looking at that is the devil's advocate position that I do understand from those who say they need another star. Because I'm watching that guy Tatum. Bam's tremendous. Okay. Is he going to take over a game to score 49 like that? No. Right. It's just something to think about. All right. So when it matters a bit more about, about the Jimmy, uh, the sort of the Jimmy reinsertion in the lineup and what's happening. I, I want to give Haywood Highsmith a little bit of love here on this because I feel like it's deserved at this point. Before we do, I want to tell you about a couple sponsors in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our product code is 5RSN. It's the number 5RSN. You can use it at manscaped.com for all your grooming products. 20% off. That's number 5RSN. The, uh, the deodorant, the, the razors, the cologne, all that stuff. They also send you a bunch of free stuff. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN. Therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN for all of your premium CBD. They got a new sports cream there that you can get. This is for recovery. This is for sleep. It's totally legal. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Get 25% off the gummies as well. And also betteredge.com. This is B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. This is our betting partner. This is also legal in the state of Florida and 44 other states. It's not offshore. You get $20 to play. You go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. Enter our tournaments. Our guys, Sean Rochester, Tony Schwartz, Andy Romero, they all enter these tournaments on Thursdays. Greg's in them with me as well. We're doing the NFL right now. Um, I don't do particularly well in them, but so you can compete and beat us and win a little bit of money. Go to betteredge. Use the code 5RSN. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Um, one just to close the loop on this, and then I want to get into to Highsmith a little bit. Jimmy coming back on the road, Greg. In this circumstance, this is not like he hasn't played here before. We've seen him obviously play very well in that building at times. Um, but but what, what do you think? What, what do you, what do you think that he? I mean, we talked about trying to get a split. Yeah, I don't feel particularly great about the game. And that has a lot to do with usually when a guy comes back, it's, 
it just takes a moment for everything to start to work uh, like a well-oiled machine. Um, literally going back to the 90s, and I don't try to date myself often, but I guess I am now. I We would often see that with Heat teams where if there was a, a key guy out for a while, it took a little bit for them to get acclimated back. So I don't know that it's the right environment, but maybe I'll be wrong and I don't have the guts at this exact moment. I thought that the way they were shooting, particularly in that last game, like that was the one to get and they still lost by double digits to your point. So there is a part of this where I, I would be lying if I said, as I'm watching, and now I'm going to completely um, negate everything I said earlier, where there are moments where you watch like how Tatum doesn't have to exert the, and it, like what Bam, he just is not responsible for what Bam's responsible for. And you think just like when they saw Jaws in, in that movie, they're like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Like you look at this roster and you're going to need more, more good players, more top end talent. And um, I don't know. I don't feel great about tomorrow night. Cause I just don't know that they can replicate that shooting. Am I, I mean, am I, am I gutless for this, Alex? I feel like I'm being gutless. It's actually interesting you say that because I was peering over some of the shooting numbers from last night. And yeah, like the Heat had, and I definitely get what you mean because usually they, like, they're not going to replicate that three-point shooting night, but I don't think they necessarily have to. And also, I just, I just think just to look at it from the other side, the Celtics are not going to replicate that. Again, they've been an awesome, awesome shooting team. But what did they have, like 20, 22 threes? Like, it was ridiculous. Are they going to get another 49 points from Tatum? I don't think that's going to happen again. The Heat usually do a good job of containing Jason Tatum. Again, he's been better this season. So it's comparing the past can sometimes, you know, like when guys take these leaps, he might not have another bad game against the Heat again for all I know. But all I'm saying is I've seen them contain uh, Tatum in the past, so it makes me feel like it's not as scary. Right. I think that's what it comes down to. But I, I just think, you know, having Jimmy Butler in the game for 35 minutes or however much he's playing, even if he's not at 100 percent, the things that he provides, right, the way that he's able to force turnovers, the way he's able to get to the line relentlessly, which is not something that Bam necessarily did last night. Right. Not to throw any shade to Bam in any way. Right. All I'm saying is the things that Jimmy provides, even when he's not feeling it all the way, is going to be really helpful and it's going to be less playing time for guys of lower levels, just to be polite about it. I think he's going to be a huge um, matchup negator for the Heat because I think they're not going to be playing as much zone with the whole team healthy. I'm actually just really excited to see the whole team back together again. It's been so long at this point, right? And it was cool to see Kyle and Bam like take these little steps and take on more of a load. And, yes, I, I want to see Bam continue to get fed there. We talked about that transition. Uh, I just think... I want to see what it looks like with everybody back together again. I, I've seen enough of them trying to put together enough to, uh, to win games. And I just want to see what they look like when the best player is there, right? When everybody is playing in the role they were meant to play. All right. Last thing we're going to do here is on High Smith. I do want to mention one more sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's our guy, Nelson. You can reach out to him. You can find him at c armstaffing com that's c-armstaffing.com what does this company do they rent the c-arm equipment on a short, short long-term basis to hospital surgery centers chiropractic offices and pain management offices they also offer the cadaver lab courses reach out to nelson just fill out the form there at c-armstaffing.com that's the letter c-armstaffing.com the phone number is 561-891-9620 and we'll have nelson on the show here 
soon as well to give you some of his heat takes. All right. Um, last thing on this, because Alex kind of teed this off by, by talking about the team being back together. So when the team is back together, guys start to lose minutes. Okay. And certain guys have emerged, Greg, during this period without uh, Jimmy and, you know, for a period of time without Tyler uh, without others, Depot's still out, although I'm hearing he's close at this stage um, and actually probably could play right now. They're being somewhat cautious with it. Uh, let, let's go to the rotation. Like, okay, during this period of time, in your view, just real quick, has Duncan Robinson proved more worthier of a role or less? Less. Okay. Alex, one word answer. Has Haywood Highsmith proven more worthy of a role or less? In this stretch, yes. I mean, more. What am I saying? Greg, has Dwayne Deadman proven more worthy nope. of, keep, of keeping a rotation spot or no? Nope. Get him out of here. Don't pack him up, but get him out of here. Okay. I mean, you, you don't – okay. I mean, I he's been better, right? I mean, obviously last night was not an option because he didn't play, but okay. Um, Gabe, Max, and Caleb collectively, Alex, deserving of more minutes or less when everybody is back? About where they've been. Okay. All right. Uh, I Smith Kyle, is staying in the rotation. And, and, I and Kyle, I think, you. are we in agreement now? Because I know I was hard on Kyle early in the season, but like, Me too. He, he's played, be- right, you have, you were too. I, I, he, he's played better of late, but I feel like the minutes need to go down simply because the minutes need to go down. Like the, a guy of his age should not be second in the league in minutes, correct? Exactly. Okay. So pre- assuming that the starting lineup returns to what the starting lineup was, and they've had it now for only seven games, okay, which is Bam, Caleb, Jimmy, uh, obviously, uh, Tyler and, and Kyle, your bench rotation now, Greg is what Gabe, Max, um, Haywood Highsmith and a ninth man to be considered later, I guess. Who am I? So no five, someone? no Denman. No, no, I'm struggling with that. I don't really, I don't love, uh, I, Yurt, Yurt is done, obviously, for a long period of time. It's going to be months. Um, I just don't. What was that? Jovich? Yo, I mean, no, nah, I just don't know that, that Spo doesn't trust him yet. I just don't think that that's um, an, an option yet. I don't know. I just feel like they got to get uh, bigger in a more mobile way. Deadman has played better, and he's shooting actually pretty well from three the last time I checked. I don't know what his percentage is at, but I think it's actually pretty respectable. So I guess they can get by, but um, I just think that they have the ability. The one thing about Highsmith that I continue to uh, notice is like I feel like we're not even seeing his best defensive self because they're playing so much his own. Like when this can become a switch heavy man to man type of defense, or at least you have units that can go to that. Like that's when you're going to see Haywood Highsmith really become a more valuable um, player in a rotation. Like the one Miami has to put on the floor right now. But Alex, this is a crazy turn of events. It's not a crazy suggestion to say he should stay in the rotation, but it is a crazy turn of events because Nobody thought he should still be in the rotation when everybody was healthy. If you had asked this question two weeks ago, there were uh, the majority of Heat fans, at least in the social media space, didn't think he should be playing even when there was no one available to play. Now we're talking about everybody but Depot being back and saying, hey, would Highsmith should get those minutes? And, you, and I think you're right, Greg, about the man to man and that they can play more man with him. His numbers in the zone are incredible defensively. 
I mean, the making of the threes in the last game against Boston is like a bonus at this stage if he's going to take that shot. But it also feels to me like he stopped trying to do too much. Like, I, 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 I feel like they've coached him into it. And I keep coming back to this. They find a skill that they can develop with these developmental guys. And I think the reason it looks so bad for some of them early, okay, is because if they can't find the right rotation fit for them, then they're asking them to do things they're not capable of doing. They haven't developed those skills yet. We saw that with Duncan, with others who've come in, you know, to, to the program. But then they kind of figure out where the guy fits. And like Alex, like I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he's a rotation player like most of the rest of the year now. And we were talking about them. I think it's fair to, for us to admit we were talking about them basically purging themselves for this contract, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Spo carved out a small rotation spot where he kind of gets those, I don't know, uh, 10 minutes, right? He's he's kind of the back-end rotation player with what he's done in this stretch. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way, right? Like, not to, not to go all – could go either way about it. Shout out to Deuces. <laughs> I just think um, – I'm not sure yet, right? Like, we talked about the amount of guys who should or shouldn't get playing time like – would you be surprised if Spo ended up just going back to what he had before where it's Duncan and Deadman getting those minutes? I, I still think obviously Deadman is going to be the backup five when he's back. I just, I'm just saying like, I don't know if Highsmith has that spot carved out. I now, think can you play Deadman? Here's the question. Cause I think he is going to play dead. Okay. Yeah. So the question is, can you play Deadman and Highsmith together? Because well, it, if it feels like offensively, <laughs> There's you you better have your best offensive players out there with them. So if you're not going to stagger them, it that becomes problematic. I mean, essentially, this becomes a decision between Highsmith and and Robinson, right? I have a crazy, insane stat for you that I just okay. found a couple of minutes ago, and it's insane that you brought this up. It's like you were reading my mind. Speaking of Highsmith and Deadman playing together, would you believe me if I told you that the net rating between Highsmith and Deadman? playing together is like significantly better than the net rating with Highsmith and Bam playing together. Really? Like significantly. I, I, I believe it was like well, negative. Why, why do you, why do you think that? What would be your guess on that? Is, I don't know. Not that, not, at the three point line. I don't No, I don't think it's anything because of that. I just think it's probably one of those things where it's just more coincidental. Yeah, that, that, yeah. The bar has been, yeah. Cause the bar has been with every single player throughout the season is that their their on and off gets a lot better with Bam for every single guy like every combo you try two man with Bam, their their stuff gets way better. Obviously, it's it sounds obvious, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's the only guy that that was a thing with, and now for some reason with Haywood Highsmith, it's the complete opposite, right? Where he's much better with Deadman. I don't know if that's something that's going to hold all season. All I just thought it was you know really surprising. It's about point seventy, right? So just a little bit better than neutral with Deadman on the floor. Right, There's whereas with weird... Bam, it's negative nine point something. Like it's really bad. Yeah, that, that there might obviously there's noise. There's got to be noise in those numbers for sure. Yeah. But but there were some weird variances with Deadman before. Like Deadman, Gabe Vincent had previous previous to this season had this crazy good number together, and I couldn't figure it out. Like I there there are there's a little noise. Some of it's sample size. Some of it's pieces that've been in and out. It just seems to me like it's funny you found that set because it just seems to me like that would be a terrible fit. And he's also good with Kyle, by the way. It's a similar number to uh, with, that he has with Devin. See, that doesn't Kyle. surprise that that doesn't surprise me because Kyle tends to play well with that type of player. It just it, right because I think Kyle plays better 
I, right? So I, I feel like that raises the level of the others. So it, it's going to come down to Highsmith or Robinson. He's going to play Denver. It's going to come down to Highsmith or Robinson. And I, I think that it, people are going to be surprised he's going to lean Highsmith because Robinson was, suppose, pet project, really. And Even though their offense has been so bad compared to their defense lately, I mean, their, their offense was really good last night. Which way is he gonna? Which way is he always gonna lean, Alex? Defense. True. We know this. Plus, Duncan's gonna get dealt for a big because they need to get bigger per Alex in this episode. Get Bam some help. Get Bam some help. Maybe that should be the title. But of the you got to play Duncan to get to make that trade happen. <laughs> no, that's true. Well, at least you won't have Bam sp- spamming dribble handoffs for Bam to turn around and face the other basket. We're not seeing that anymore. All right, check out Brady's uh, video because uh, that this will explain a lot of that. Thanks, to Alex. Thanks to Greg. Thanks for our sponsors, Prize Picks. Uh, use the code five F I B E. Manscaped, Better Edge, Therapist Preferred, Five R S N, and of course, uh, go to c-armstaffing.com. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.